This is a warning to those tuning in to Conjuring Curiosities. This podcast might contain graphic explanations of death and disease, incidents of violence, discussions of injury in extreme depth, infant mortality, and possible mention of other topics and practices throughout the Victorian era that might unsettle, disturb, or possibly harm you and your mental health. If you think yourself steadfast enough, then get comfortable. And thank you for tuning in. to Conjuring Curiosities, a podcast that delves into the weirdest and most macabre history of the Victorian era. My name is Clara Herbert. And I'm Sabrina, the modern day witch. So we took a bit of a break from recording after our last episode because, surprise, Adrian and I got COVID. <laughs> I know that's kind of old news at this point, but we had never tested positive until this year, 2024. We have at least four vaccines each, so yay for modern medicine. <laughs> Sabrina was at our house when Adrian got the first positive COVID test and promptly fleed, which was smart because she didn't get it. No, I didn't, but I am feeling a little bit under the weather today, so if my voice sounds raspy, you know why. I, on the other hand, assumed I was going down with the ship when Adrian tested positive, so I just stayed and I tested positive the next day. Um, I didn't. I know. I'm still impressed, honestly. I know we do. What really sucked the most about it, though, was that I was still testing positive on my birthday, which was the 23rd of January. And my birthday, January 25th. (laughs) Well, no, I think I started testing negative on the 24th. But just to be safe, I didn't go to your birthday celebrations because I didn't want you to feel like afraid you were going to get COVID on your birthday. (laughs) Yeah, that would suck. I know. What a sad time. You turned 25. I turned. I'm not telling you. Um, (laughs) Just kidding. 28 (laughs) people that are older are gonna listen to that and be like that's still so young i turned 28 (laughs) yay me so young it's still very young 28 the new 11 i'm just kidding i don't know (laughs) 28 the new 21 maybe yeah we'll go with that (laughs) i'm not well 28's the new 18 no it doesn't matter did i I sent you the photo of the cake adrian got me right no oh my god (laughs) It's in the fridge. He got me a cake that's meant for, like, someone who's turning, like, 60 or something. Because it's, like, a printed out the top of the cake. It it was a sheet cake that just said, over the hill. With, like, black balloons. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, you did, actually. That's so fucking funny. Hey, man, you said you love trash cake. No, I just love grocery store cake. Which, yeah, I guess is trash cake. But I genuinely don't want a fancy cake for my birthday. I just want... A grocery store cake. Wait, and, are you um, not the one who said it's trash cake? Oh, probably. Okay, yes. I was like, yeah, I'm pretty sure that was your name. I'm not dissing the cake no, that no. you got because I love grocery store cake. Yes, but yeah, I think the people at the grocery store had a really, um, they really enjoyed the the premise because they had to write 25 on the cake that said over the. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, I laughed very hard. He also did. Adrian found the exact age where it's like a little bit too many candles to put that age on the cake because he bought a 24 pack of candles. So he had to find one more candle and it took him like three minutes to light them all. Oh my God. I was just hearing him. I was sitting on the couch and he was in the kitchen and I could just hear like the lighter going off like so much. <laughs> You're like, fuck. Yeah. No, I would I just get laughing. the torch lighter. I would have been like, Shh. I just, I feel bad because I just thought he was like being inefficient somehow and like the candles kept not lighting, <laughs> but he was just lighting 25 candles. Oh my God. 
That's funny. Yeah. So it was really sad to not see each other on our birthdays, but I'm very glad I get to tell you a story in person today. Today! Today! Another news! <laughs> okay, sorry. I'm not well. So as a now late birthday present, because I actually, I wrote this before our birthday, so I had originally put in the script for an early birthday present. Ha ha, no. <laughs> Life said, fuck you, change that. So now as a late birthday present, I'm covering a topic today that is definitely getting into witchy territory. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> We're gonna cut that shit out. But not to do with like spells or witch like witchcraft in that sense. Okay. It's more about communicating with the dead. Can you guess what it is? Oh, let me guess. Uh Ouija boards? No. Pendulums. No, but I will do. I will definitely do Ouija board. Seance. Yes. Yes. Tag sort like in a hole, but yes, very Moderate, much. Moderate. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Technically, we're covering spiritualism. Okay. It wouldn't be what you would consider like being spiritual today. Um, their methods are definitely different than what you're used to when you hear someone say, "I'm spiritual." It's like different. Okay. So. Spiritualism was a huge movement that started in the Victorian era. It was essentially a new religion at the time, and the Catholic Church was especially scandalized. (laughs) Spiritualists believed that the spirits of the dead can communicate with living people. Essentially, at the time of the creation of the movement, the focus was specifically on communication with the dead. Not so much like today, where it's more of like a general term for being into witchy things or being into woo shit. Yeah! (laughs) They believe that mediums are gifted to carry on such communication, but that anyone may become a medium through study and practice. So, like, maybe there's some people who are more inclined towards it, but, like, I guess at the time, technically anyone could do it. It wasn't, like, you have a gift, you could just do it. I would say that's technically what people believe nowadays still okay. generally like because that's why people are like oh can you teach me how to open my third eye can you teach me mm. how to do this i'm like because this is the, okay this sounds so fucking pretentious but like i kind of was <laughs> i was born with the gift no but i really was though like i kind of just knew how to do it but i just i'm still learning how to like hone in on it a little bit more but a lot of people want to learn how to do it and like open themselves up to psychic ability Because it's just stimulation of the crown and third eye chakra, essentially. That makes sense. I thought that it was... Well, I think you're going to be a stronger medium if you already have, like, a gift inherently, you know? Like in, like, a bloodline of witches and stuff, yeah. Yeah. Like, if if a family of uh, tennis players have a kid, that kid's probably going to be better at tennis than the average person, but who knows? (laughs) I don't know why tennis was my example, but... (laughs) I thought you were going to say, they probably won't be a witch. I'm like, you never know. (laughs) You could be do tennis and <laughs> tennis full time. Witchcraft on the side. Everyone always tells me that as a tennis star, I could never do witchcraft, but they're wrong. <laughs> do you see how fast my swing is? I enter the matrix. I'm just kidding. I don't know why. I don't even know if that makes sense. I'm dead. Oh my god. So yeah, anyone could become a medium, but they did believe that they were certain people that just like had a natural inclination towards it Mm -hmm. early spiritualism emphasized such physical proofs of spirit communication such as wrappings by spirits on tables materialization of spirits ectoplasm levitation and other phenomena presumably from the spirit world spirits are regarded as all-knowing giving advice from the other side that they could only know by existing in the other realm 
a lot of mediums refer to one specific spirit guide that acts as a sort of translator or representative for them. Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, by chance? (laughs) Um, Archangel Michael? (laughs) It was usually like an actual human being that theoretically existed in life. Oh, okay. Less fun. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, there were a lot of mediums who, at least a few mediums, who specifically would say that their spirit guide was an indigenous person. It was be like a white medium who's like never actually spoken to a real indigenous person in their life. And they'd be like, the wise chief of whatever tribe is my spirit guide. Like, why would they give a fuck about you? Why do they want to give you advice? No, they don't. I don't think they do. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, no, that's fair. <laughs> like... Yeah, I just don't believe that, like, an indigenous person, especially, like, a notable indigenous person would be like, let me choose this random white lady to give her all of my advice and wisdom from beyond. Like, no, I don't believe that. Like, no, (laughs) but also, like, maybe, let's say, what if they did do that because they were like, oh, I want to, like, like, they have a voice. Maybe if they say it, but then they totally whitewashed it themselves. (laughs) But it wasn't, like, that they were giving people advice necessarily. It was, like tell so-and-so in the audience that his son who died in the war wants to tell them it was like that kind of thing so it wasn't like (laughs) my face here's advice and wisdom yeah that was your eyes disappeared for a second there (laughs) (laughs) i was like oh fuck yeah and a big part of the spiritualism movement was the paranormal societies that wanted to either prove or disprove its existence It was kind of like the first religion that really prided itself on the scientific tests it would do, which I think is, you know, kind of interesting. That is interesting. There were plenty of notable people who tried to get concrete proof that spiritualism was real and plenty of notable people who tried very hard to disprove it. Well, yeah. The two most notable figures being Arthur Conan Doyle, the author of Sherlock Holmes, (laughs) who believed in it wholeheartedly. Well, yeah. Was so fucking into it. Oh, I didn't know that. Like, I, like, no, I really didn't know that at all. He was, like, a huge proponent of spiritualism, which I think is fascinating because, like, Sherlock Holmes is all about deducing, like, facts and clues and stuff. So he did, he was part of paranormal societies and would try to prove, you know, would try to test mediums and that kind of thing. But he always wanted it to be real, which I just think is interesting, you know? Yeah. And then Houdini, who was a renowned magician and Doyle's close friend, who wanted to prove that it was real, but ended up disproving it his whole life. (laughs) That's kind of interesting. I mean, he probably was like, I don't know why he would do that, actually. Why do you think that he tried to discredit his own? So there's definitely, like, we're not going to go into them today, but there's I'm definitely going to do an episode on them. The short version of it is that Houdini, when his mom died, he really wanted to be able to communicate with his mom still. But because he was a magician... It was really easy for him to see what tricks, if mediums were doing something fake or whatever, he could see what the tricks were. He knew. That makes sense. Yeah. So sadly, we won't be talking about those guys today, uh, but I'm really excited to talk about them another time. I actually did my fifth grade speech on Houdini. Really? (laughs) I did. I did mine on (laughs) bubblegum. I did. I think in grade five and six was when we had to do speeches. So I believe my first speech was on Houdini and my second speech was on cat behavior. (laughs) What the hell? Which really like should have, we should have just known what kind of person I was then. Like we should have, everyone should have just known. 
Oh my god, yeah, an Aquarius. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, spiritualism is a massive topic that I couldn't possibly cover in one episode. So this is just a starting point that will give a lot of future episodes context. Today, we're talking about the spiritual siblings that began it all, the Fox sisters. I've never heard of them. Yeah, it's, it's, they're not as well known, but okay. like, they kind of are, but like, not really. Okay. They were at the time, though. I will say that, of course, historical accounts from this long ago are going to be hard to find, but I found sources on this to be especially conflicting. So at some points, I will explain the different versions, but for some things, I just had to, like, pick a narrative and go with it. So if I say a fact that one of my sources contradicts, it would be impossible for that to not happen for this story. Like, everyone has a slightly different version of events. That's just how it is, you know? If you know something from for any of the episodes, if I say something that you know to be incorrect and you want to let me know and show me a source like i'm happy to say on a future episode actually i said this at the time but someone pointed out it's actually not that you know i'm yeah, happy I to do that. that that being said this all started in a small town called consecon or consecon i couldn't find a pronunciation because it's literally such a small town <laughs> literally you consecon or consecon <laughs> literally says the same way okay it's fine no it's i tried to find a pronunciation but it's so small that like there's no <gasps> video of anyone saying it i have an I idea find. what alexa how do you say consecon okay but which language do you want me to <laughs> oh fuck alexa stop never mind so yeah this small town was in ontario what? near near prince edward county <laughs> sorry my jaw was open for a sec okay wait is this still a place? Actually, I don't know if it's still a place. It might. I, I think some? I read something about the town that they were near is no longer a town, but I. It, no, I think it is still a town. No, because for some reason I instantly thought of like, I know what this place is. Yeah. I should look it up. No. Fine. <laughs> it, it doesn't actually matter because it doesn't happen there. They were just born there. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, also, I was going to say for our non-Canadian listeners... Prince Edward County is not Prince Edward Island. That is a different province altogether. <laughs> Prince Edward Island is the Anne of Green Gables place. Prince Edward County is in Ontario, which is the province Sabrina and I are from. And also Drake, <laughs> if that gives better context. <laughs> and also Drake. <laughs> I didn't want to phrase it like Sabrina, me and Drake are from there. <laughs> uh, and Justin Bieber, don't forget. And Shawn oh, Mendes. And oh my God. <laughs> oh my God. Yes, I feel like Drake one. is particularly like really into the fact that he's Canadian. That which like I love you know that why, for him though? because he started from the bottom. Now he's here. <laughs> that's that's why everybody knows him. Yeah, he worked at Shoppers Drug Mart. He was just like a kid and thought, no, okay. <laughs> oh my god, he wasn't already an actor as a teenager. It's fine. Um, Degrassi, who? <laughs> I've heard this story multiple times before on other podcasts, but I actually never knew that they were technically Canadian because, like I said, things didn't start happening until right after they moved to America. Of America. course. <laughs> America? In Canada in 1813, Margaret and John Fox welcomed their first baby girl, Leah. 20 years later, in 1833, they had Margareta, a.k.a. Maggie Fox, and then in 1837, Catherine, a.k.a. Katie Fox. The age difference between the oldest sister and the younger two seems odd, but there were other Fox children. However, details on them aren't really recorded because they're not the main characters here, so... <laughs> 
the family moved to Hydesville, New York in 1847. The house they moved into was rumored to be haunted, although it's unclear whether that rumor started before or after the foxes moved in. In March of 1848, the fox family... <laughs> what did the fox say? Hunt, 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 hunt. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Actually, it's more like... Yeah. What does the fox say? Who's there? <laughs> Terrifying. In March of 1848, the Fox family started to be tormented by disembodied knocking and tapping all throughout the house. <laughs> Margaret, the mother of the Fox family, is particularly disturbed by these noises and believes they could have sinister origins. She confides in the neighbors and slowly people are becoming more interested in what's happening at the Fox house. I hate it when that happens, when there's knocking and stuff. The last house cleanse I did, it was like, <laughs> literally, I was in the basement and all you hear is like, like, oh, that's like so walking creepy. at the same time as me. Like walking, oh, how do I Ew. say that? Oh my God. Walking alongside me. Yeah. But behind the wall. And I was like, are you serious? And then the door slammed. And I was like, okay, you fuckers are getting out of here. <laughs> that's so creepy. I know. The girl's age at this time, according to Wikipedia and some other sources, would have been 11 and 14, referring to the younger siblings. But Maggie herself at a later date claimed they were only six and eight. So I don't even know what age they were at the time. Either way, Katie was the youngest one. Um, I will send you a picture of Maggie and Katie, but when they're older. There aren't really any photos of them like at the time that this started happening. So, so that is Maggie and Katie Fox. They kind of look like the Olsen twins. <laughs> Sorry, I don't know why I said that. They definitely don't at all. Like zero similar <laughs> features. Um, okay. I love the hair. Kind of giving me coconut head vibes. <laughs> yeah, that would have been... Actually, I'm not going to guess what time period that was. I want to say it's the 1860s, but I could be wrong because I'm not I'm not as familiar with hairstyles. I, I don't have that memorized as much as the silhouette of clothing. Anyway. Her eyes are pretty, though. Both of them. Yeah, I love something about old photos. If the people stay still enough, their eyes are, like, haunting. I know. It actually is. They kind of look like marble eyes. Yeah. I don't... It, they could have also been, like, drawn on, honestly. Oh, because if you couldn't stand still for long enough, like, they'd have to kind of edit the photo. Like, photo editing? Photoshop has been around as long as photos have existed. Like, literally, photos have always been altered. Really? Yeah. I did not know that. That's Absolutely. Fact of the day. If you see someone that has, like, a ridiculously tiny waist, like, does not look... look humanly possible they probably if it's on a dark background they probably like colored in a little bit of their side so it looked like they had a way smaller waist than they did that's fucking crazy yeah oh my god so don't trust pictures of people in corsets that look terrifying because probably they're doctored at least a little bit yeah i was like um can you breathe <laughs> your ribs okay ma'am <laughs> that is another that is going to be a topic soon because i just have to talk about corsets real soon <laughs> you yelling at me at the store yesterday this lady asked me she's like oh my god your top like what do you what kind of top is that and i was like oh it's a corset top and then clara comes over to me and she's like that's not a corset top that's, <laughs> that's a fucking bustier I, said it. <laughs> I did not say it like that it was kind of like that no i just gave you a disapproving look and i said that's not a corset not a, not what a corset is it's it's a Bustier. It sounded hotter if I said corset. Sure. I don't know, because then it's like, ooh, like you're checking it out. And she's like, I don't know, man. I Not a like, corset. It's fine. <laughs> so anyway, 
by this point, the noises have been happening for a while, like a month, and Margaret and John are really scared. By March 31st, the noises started up right as the younger Fox sisters headed to bed for the night. The girls call for their parents shortly after the knocking starts, and so they go up to check on them. Maggie and Katie claimed that all these disembodied noises were actually a spirit who they referred to as Mr. Splitfoot, which gross, hate that. Hate that so much. Mr. Splitfoot? (laughs) Mr. Splitfoot. Mr. Splitfoot, stop your knocking. Like, Like, why? It's giving, like, because I feel like that must be um, a nickname for, like, the devil, right? Oh, fuck, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Or, um... Yeah, because I have a feeling that that was not something that they created. Like, I don't think they made up the name Mr. Splitfoot, but I don't know. Again, it would be impossible to know at this point. Oh, yeah. Okay. It could have been like Serenos. I don't know how to pronounce that if I'm saying it properly, but it's like the horned one or whatever. So it's like the Lord of Wild Things kind of thing in Celtic. Oh, that's cool. Or, yeah. Like, like Pan or something? Um, <laughs> I don't know. I think that Pan is actually like Greco-Roman versus... Like, oh, fair enough. Not, yeah, definitely not Celtic, but I think they're similar or could have been depicted as similar or the same even. I'm not actually 100% sure. I mean, yeah, a lot of cultures one. have similar versions of maybe not the same god, but like, I do think it's interesting that like certain cultures have, that are completely independent from each other have very similar, similar. versions of deities. That's what I was going to say. I feel like it's like the same energy, just different names from different culture, but definitely like the same silver thread if you will yeah yeah Uh, i still hate mr splitfoot though really hate that (laughs) Ew, yeah me too and they explained that this spirit was trying to communicate by knocking or rapping on the walls rapping yes that was an old old timey name for knocking i don't know they they mostly said rapping at the time i kind of stop rapping over there (laughs) (laughs) rapping on the walls okay so They explained that the spirit was trying to communicate by knocking or rapping on the walls. To prove this, Katie told the spirit out loud that it was to knock the same amount of times she snapped her fingers. Oh, God. (laughs) She snapped three times, and sure enough, there were three knocks right after. This was repeated until Margaret, their mother, asks the spirit what the ages of her children are. In response, there are clusters of rappings that correlate to the ages of all the fox children, but the last one gives Margaret chills. Three knocks. Their youngest child, tragically, passed at the age of three, long before they had moved into the house. Oh, God. The fox parents at this point, Margaret is fully convinced that this is a real ghost, really freaked out. The fox parents fetch the neighbors, who witness more communication between the fox sisters and Mr. Splitfoot. (laughs) They come up with a code to communicate, one knock for yes, two for no. Uh, They also get the spirit to spell out its name by knocking out the alphabet, which must have taken fucking forever. (laughs) According to these interrogations with plenty of eyewitnesses, the spirit, when living, was a peddler named Charles B. Rosna. He had been murdered and buried in the cellar of the house they resided in five years prior. (laughs) No... Word spread throughout the small town, and suddenly everyone remembered a peddler that had been in town for a couple weeks and then vanished without a trace years earlier. Okay. 
Well, maybe he also was just actually alive and hiding in the walls and then was trying to communicate. Ew. <laughs> oh, that's so much worse, actually. I hate that. I know. I mean, like, do you see those fucking TikTok videos of their, like, people are like, oh, I found a secret door and they knock it down. Yeah. There's like, a bed in there and shit. Probably. I don't want to ruin the plot of a movie, but there is a movie that is essentially that. What you just said. Yeah. So I, I won't tell. I still won't say what it is, but that is a plot of a movie. Ew. The town was so wrapped up in this idea of a murder taking place that residents searched the cellar of the Fox home. They reportedly found strands of hair and bone fragments. A rumor starts to go around that one of the Fox sons discovered teeth in the garden. So the town folk invested in this, managed to access town records, and discovered that a man with the last name Bell was living in the house at the time this murder would have supposedly taken place. So he is assumed by everyone to have been the murderer, and he is isolated from the community. Like, people are really taking this seriously. Jesus. People were coming to the house from all over just to witness this strange phenomenon, and it got so chaotic that the town's Episcopal minister asked the Fox family to leave the congregation when he heard that they had been talking to ghosts. <laughs> they were like, even Jesus can't help you now. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Jesus actually does not love all, so <laughs> you're going to have to fuck off. Oh my god. Yeah, um... Eventually, the sisters were sent to live with different siblings in Rochester to get away from all the excitement. Katie is at their older sister Leah's house, and Maggie is with an older brother. But the knockings... What? They split them up? Yeah, but the knockings persisted in both households. (laughs) I think it was also kind of... Yeah, I guess it was maybe a way to see what would happen if they weren't together, if that was, like, a reason for Mm, it. Yeah, I know that makes sense. Despite the sisters no longer being at the home where this all started, people are truly becoming obsessed with the phenomenon they created. Friends of the Fox family, Amy and Isaac Post, are true believers, and they get their community interested as well. The Posts were Quakers, so being some of the first people identifying as spiritualists, spiritualism was influenced by Quaker morals. (laughs) It's kind of interesting, though. I was not really familiar with the Quaker movement, but doing a little bit of research on it, they're a Christian-based religion with a big focus on social justice and peace. So especially at the time, they were big on abolition, which is the belief that slavery should be abolished, and equal rights for women. Pretty progressive at the time, which makes sense because you would have to be pretty progressive to believe in communication with ghosts. Uh, The Catholic Church, as I had mentioned earlier, were incredibly offended by the idea of spiritualism. (laughs) Yeah, no, that is crazy. I didn't even know about that. I just thought you were talking about oats for a minute. (laughs) So back to Amy and Isaac Post. They had invited the Fox sisters to their home to see if their abilities could be used in other houses. Their older sister, Leah, tagged along and actually convinced the Posts further by using her own emerging abilities to communicate with their daughter that had passed away. So suddenly, Leah is a full-on medium as well. Oh my god. The Posts believed in the girls' communications with spirits so much that they arranged for Maggie and Katie to display their abilities on stage in front of an audience. No. No, this is going downhill already. I hate when people think that you're a circus act just because you can connect and commune with the dead. This that's where this all started. I fucking hate that shit. I actually that's one of my biggest pet peeves of people. Like, don't ask me questions. Like, I'm a fucking circus act. You know? Sorry. <laughs> no, no. I totally. I mean, you. That's fine. You're like, did I ever do that to her? <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm just glad because I don't think we've ever like fully talked about this kind of thing before. So mm-hmm. I wasn't sure how you were gonna take this story. Because yeah, no, no, yeah. no. I'm fine if like my close friends or something do that, but like. 
when people instantly like if I give them a tidbit of information or something and then they start like I don't know asking me a bunch of other questions I'm like okay like no I just mean like the fact that there are definitely mediums who are oh frauds oh kind of thing for sure I know that like you wouldn't not denounce them but it's like i don't i don't know I just there's frauds in every area of exactly life. yeah no exactly. oh my god i'm definitely well aware of people that are in it just for the money which is super fucking annoying so november 14th 1849 was their first performance with a crowd of 400 <laughs> this is the moment where leah really inserts herself as momager to maggie and kate she was already a full-grown woman like 20 years older than them that was already married and she saw an opportunity Okay, here we go. I have a photo of the three Fox sisters together to show you. I hate that already. Yeah. Like, it's just so sad. Oh, okay. Is the one in the middle? Or the one on the right looks kind of older. I think it's the one on the right. I'm not 100% sure. I do have... Wait, I do actually have a photo where they're all labeled. I'm just assuming, because, like, in the middle, standing up, hierarchy, literal triangle, if you will. (laughs) I thought that too, but then now that I actually look at their faces, it's true that... Because Leah definitely looked older than them, so... that Leah's definitely on the left in this photo. Let me see. Oh my god. <laughs> sorry. She just looks like she's an asshole, kind of sorry. She, she's she does, though. <laughs> oh, man. Leah takes Maggie and Katie on a national tour now, starting in New York. Ugh. She is, of course, pocketing all the money, being the only adult. The sisters are met with some skepticism, but a huge amount of interest as well. Spiritualism as a movement blew up into popularity, especially because the Civil War happened in the 1860s, so there was a renewed interest in speaking with loved ones that had died. Yeah. Spiritualism always has a moment after wars, sadly. The second wave of spiritualism was in the 20s after the First World War. Oh, God. Suddenly everyone has, you know, people that they know that died in the war, and so they want to communicate with them. It's just... I mean, that makes sense, Yeah, but I'm so mad at the part where she's profiting all the money. Oh, yeah. In terms of what that meant to the Fox sisters and other mediums that began to showcase their own abilities, the war added two million new believers to the movement, which at the time, there wasn't even half as many people as there are now so that was like a million two million people and the fact that like there's not even like there's no tv there's no like how the fuck do you get that popular writing letters to everyone hey everyone (laughs) mass uh, mass letter well they did they did tours so they went to different like cities in the states and then there would be like newspapers so they would write a newspaper on the fox sisters are in town this is what they do oh my god go and see it for yourself so a lot of people would have actually seen them in person because they were touring and then like that's fair but two million yeah that's insanity there was specifically like newspapers for spiritualists they're really kind of cool to look at i want to look at that what the hell okay it's cool we have to look later i'll actually send you a photo this is the it's called the spiritualist and journal of psychological science so that's just like i think it was like a smaller newspaper like it wasn't like a huge one but ooh, i should hand out newsletters and like make it look like this that would be really cool actually that would be i should and i should name it the spiritualist I, I have a feeling i wouldn't era. be surprised if they were still around in some to some degree but that's actually fucking cool i love the text so yeah 
The Fox sisters were enormously successful in touring and holding seances, sometimes with up to a hundred people, like in one seance. A seance with a hundred people? Yeah. Yo, I did a seance with like, I don't know, probably 14 people and that was so overwhelming. That's a lot of people. That, it was a lot of people. Like for them to do that many? Yo, yeah. 14 people. It's like all these ancestors are coming in. There's like people coming in and out and like trying to talk th- literally through me. I've never... Like, it was really fucking... When did you do this? Samhain. Oh. For a sound ritual once. Did I not tell you that? Yeah, it was so crazy. And there was, like, a bunch of, like, religious ancestors that were, like, hiding that didn't want to come out. I was so exhausted after that. Mm. Like, you get so tired, especially if you're the one in the room that's, like, the medium. Like, it's... Oh, I'm sure, yeah. But no, I don't think you've ever told me that. Oh, yeah, I'll tell you details after. But, like, that's crazy. And they're... How old are they at that point, do you think? Um, they would have still been teenagers for sure at that point. Oh my god, they're poor fucking souls. They're poor auras, like... Yeah, the oldest they could have been was, like, 15 and 13. (sighs) The youngest they could have been was 8 and 9. They must have been so exhausted. 7 and 9. And, like... No, like, no, sorry. The youngest they could have been was 6 and 8. Oh my god. Like, because you also need to like ground yourself after. You have to like cleanse yourself. You have to do all these different things just to feel like a normal fucking part of society after. And they had no idea. Oh, I don't like that woman. Fuck, man. Well, haunt her ass. Actually, it's funny that you say that because my next line I forgot was, but their personal lives were never stable at all. (laughs) Yeah, you can tell probably. Maggie, the older of the two, met a man named Alicia Kent Kane in 1852. Honestly, the name is really serving. Like, that would be such a fierce drag name. Yeah, Alicia Kent Kane. Alicia Dumb Kent down. Kane. <laughs> like, it's really close to cunt, you know? Like, <laughs> Alicia Kunt Kane. <laughs> yeah, no, Alicia, I honestly love that name. But sadly, this cool name was not bestowed upon a chill guy. <laughs> oh, God. Alicia decided pretty much immediately that the sisters were frauds, but he decided he wanted to marry Maggie anyway, which is just asking for problems. Who does that? He was like, hmm, a successful woman. I must destroy all parts of her that are unique or drawing any kind of attention. Like, oh my God, that kind of sounds like my ex. (laughs) (laughs) I'll keep that shit in there. Fuck you. You know who you are. (laughs) It's just like, I don't understand anyone who like meets someone and fundamentally disagrees with a huge aspect of their life and is like i'll make you my wife anyway like what oh my god why? for real one time i was told that my witchcraft was a red flag and i was like why because i can see through your bullshit <laughs> <laughs> fuck i mean if someone doesn't want to date you because they don't believe in witchcraft that's fine yeah. but they shouldn't date you and then constantly tell you that you're wrong or yeah or like gaslight me and say wait or like try to prove that you're faking it or something or verbatim your intuition is wrong this time (laughs) i'm like sorry i actually do this as a career but anyways (laughs) yeah my favorite part is they said your intuition was wrong and then you actually found full-on proof that your intuition was right yeah i'm like okay try to gaslight me out of this evidence (laughs) bye I also checked their ages because I immediately assumed he was older, and he was 13 years her senior, of course. 
In order to get their actual ages, I had to solve a weird math riddle based on the articles I found because they just said he was 13 years her senior but didn't say either of their ages at the time that they met. So since the sisters' actual ages are disputed, they were either 19 and 32, which is gross but technically not illegal even by today's standards. Still predatory and weird. (laughs) Or they were 13 and 26. So I don't even need to say how fucked up that is. Yeah, that's... Ew. Like, I'm just thinking, like, ew. Yeah. Oh. Either way, not great, right? Not ideal. So Alicia basically wears this poor girl down into agreeing to go to school that he pays for so that she can be properly educated as his wife, which is absolutely the worst reason for going to college, in my opinion. (laughs) Yeah. While she's at school, Alicia is actually also an Arctic explorer. Like, he's actually known for this mostly, is being an Arctic explorer. So he's off in a parka in the middle of nowhere for a few years. (laughs) Oh my god. Also, when I say school, school at the time didn't really exist, at least how we imagine school today. So for rich people, it just meant you hired a tutor to privately teach them all the rules in the etiquette book. Oh, She also learned some European languages and how to sing. Could you imagine if all you did in high school is learn multiple languages and sing, and also it was just you? So basically choir? Not, no, you can't have a choir with one person. (laughs) (laughs) No, but I mean, like, basically just sitting there forced to learn choir songs, but like by yourself, what, you're going to learn all the different parts? Yeah, basically, or opera, I don't know. But she learned, like, three or four different languages also. That's kind of a flex, not gonna lie. I can't decide if that's, like, a nightmare or actually kind of chill. Like, I I I feel like for you, that'd be, like, your dream. Not having to go in public, A. (laughs) B. (laughs) B, getting to learn a bunch of different languages, because you and your fucking Duolingo obsession is, like... (laughs) No, I quit my... I quit Duolingo. It did not help oh, me in Mexico up. the way I thought it would. Just just <laughs> anyone out there who knows. I had an almost 700-day streak on Duolingo for Spanish, and I went to Mexico, and people would try to speak to me, and I... Deer in headlights. Like, I did not know what the fuck was <laughs> happening, so... That's so weird. Like, why would... So, another big part of the tutoring... The tutor was also there to eradicate anything to do with spiritualism from her mind, and she was very isolated. So all she heard for years was spiritualism isn't real, you know, take with that what you will. Mm -hmm. So Alicia gets back, but he's not doing so well because of exposure while he was in the Arctic. And to feel better, he decided more traveling would help. Just like I was saying last week, a Victorian's cure for ill health was to get away from their house. Just before he left, he didn't officially marry Maggie, but declared in front of his mother and other witnesses that they were married. Just declared it. Okay, yeah, that's how it works, exactly. Rich white men just had so much power at the time that they could just declare themselves married, I guess. I was gonna say. (laughs) Oh, God. Like, can you just walk up to a random lady in the street and say, we are wed, and like, that's binding? I don't know. No, definitely not. So he goes to London, I believe, but he's doing worse. So he heads over to the West Indies. His mother and Maggie are about to travel to join him when they find out from the newspaper that he has died. Okay. This is in 1857. I mean, I guess it's better than getting it on text or something. (laughs) Just kidding. 
I mean, <laughs> breaking news. <laughs> I feel like that's the equivalent at the time to. Well, no, I guess you can. Th- there are people like with true crime stories that have happened more recently that don't find out that their loved one passed away until they see it on the news, which is awful. That is fucking awful. But at the time, like, someone might have sent a letter to them, but it couldn't have got there fast enough. I don't know. Yeah. So this is in 1857, and I guess the declared marriage wasn't actually that valid because she doesn't get anything from his estate. Oh, wow. Shocker. (laughs) Yeah. So he took her away. I think she fought it, too. Like, she tried to fight it in court. Because, you know, this one time he actually told me that we were weds. So, like, this counts. But, like, she, for, like, what, like, six years, she was getting tutored and, like, being prepared to be his wife. And then he just never found the time to actually marry her. Like, she did invest a bunch of time into it. You know what I mean? Seems like a lot of men nowadays, (laughs) to be honest. (laughs) So, yeah, basically, he took her away from her career and promised he'd take care of her instead and then didn't leave her anything. That's that's what I'm saying. Like, I know that you're not entitled to something just because you've been dating someone for a long time. But at the time, like, it was rare for a woman to be making money independently on her own. So for a man to say, I don't like that you're doing that. I will take care of you if you stop doing that. And then he doesn't. Like, that's fucked up. Oh, wow. It's just like disappointment after disappointment and she did really love him like she released i think a book of love letters that he had written her and stuff i should clarify um it wasn't rare for women to make their own money at the time like most poorer women like lower class or working class women probably did work women have always worked but but like it was rare for someone for a woman to be making money in the way that she was you know like she was kind of her own boss like you could argue that leah was kind of her own boss but like she was making a lot more money than most women could ever do even if they like really tried and wanted to yeah so that's why i find it to be shitty to be like give up that thing that you have that's like going really well for you and i'll take care of you just kidding i died yeah no that is really shitty it's like you get her all excited and you're like you know what okay this is like more so how we do things in this time period so she's probably like okay fine and then she like loses it all Oh, shocking that men disappoint women. Just kidding. Sorry. So after he died, Maggie gets back into spiritualism, but she and Katie are not really doing their seances together anymore. They each kind of have their own practice going on. They also both have serious drinking problems at this point and a very strange relationship with Leah. Yeah. Katie has married a spiritualist and is a very successful medium, whereas Maggie is kind of flitting in and out. She had converted to Catholicism in memory of Alicia, but she still occasionally did seances because, again, I don't think she could earn money any other way, honestly. Yeah. Or, like, at least as much money as she was earning as a medium. No, that makes sense, though, in that time specifically. And then we get to 1888. Maggie and Katie were, again, incredibly pissed off at their sister Leah, this time because she was trying to get Katie's children removed from her custody because of her drinking. Oh, God. I honestly don't know if it was for a justified concern or not, but we'll never really know. So, in retaliation, and also because they were both broke and needed the money... Maggie agrees to send a signed confession to the New York Times denouncing spiritualism. She publicly announced that it had all been fake. So. That's so crazy. So she's just like, oh, I'm mad. I'm going to just say it doesn't exist. 
I'm going to read a shortened version of her confession that will explain it all. It still, like, explains a lot of stuff, but I caught a lot out. Okay. So this is Maggie, and Katie was on, like, backing her up on this, too. She agreed with Maggie's statement. Oh, shit. Okay. My sister Katie and I were very young children when this horrible deception began. I was only eight, just a year and a half older than she. So that's... By Wikipedia's ages that they were not six and eight, but this is what the... I got this account of what was written from Houdini's book about Mm. spiritualism. Okay. My sister Katie and I were very young children when this horrible deception began. I was only eight, just a year and a half older than she. We were very mischievous children and sought merely to terrify our dear mother, who was a very good woman and very easily frightened. When we went to bed at night, we used to tie an apple to a string and move the string up and down, causing the apple to bump on the floor. Or we would drop the apple to the floor, making a strange noise every time it would rebound. Okay, Twilight. Sorry, (laughs) sorry, sorry. Like instantly, I'm just like, okay. I didn't even think about that. Mother listened to this for a time. She would not understand it and did not suspect us as being capable of a trick because we were so young. At last, she could stand it no longer, and she called the neighbors and told them about it. It was this that set us to discover a means of making the wraps more effectively. There were so many people coming to the house that we were not able to make use of the apple trick except for when we were in bed and the room was dark. Even then, we could hardly do it, so the only way was to wrap on the bedstead. Bedstead. Stand. I think I wrote that wrong. <laughs> like the bedside table? No, the headboard or baseboard oh, kind of thing. Okay, okay, okay. I will also say at the time, like when spiritualism first became a thing, all mediums were very insistent that it had to be completely dark for most seances. Usually seances would be held completely in the dark, which led completely? Yes. Which they would make up some reason why, but usually it meant that they could like pull some bullshit in the dark no that makes sense i'm like i don't do it in the full dark because what the fuck (laughs) yeah and that is the way we began first as a mere trick to frighten mother and then when so many people came to see us children we were ourselves frightened and so for self-preservation forced to keep it up no one suspected us of any trick because we were such young children we were led on by my sister purposely and by mother unintentionally Mrs. Underhill, my eldest sister, so Leah, took Katie and me to Rochester. There it was that we discovered a new way to make the wraps. My sister Katie was the first to observe that by swishing her fingers so she could produce certain noises with her knuckles and joints, and that the same effect could be made with the toes. Finding that we could make wraps with our feet, first with one foot and then with both, we practiced until we could do this easily when the room was dark. The wrappings are simply the result of a perfect control of the muscles of the leg below the knee, which govern the tendons of the foot and allow action of the toe and ankle bones that is not commonly known. With control of the muscles of the foot, the toes may be brought down to the floor without any movement that is perceptible to the eye. This, then, is the simple explanation of the whole method of the knocks and wraps. Does that make sense? Yeah, but, like... They they could, like, move their... I think it was their second toe. Like Like, this? Not their big toe, but their... Well, I can't hear it, so no... (laughs) It wouldn't be like your foot tapping. Their foot would be flat against the ground, but they could lift their toe up and go... Oh, wait, hold on. Wait, wait. Ready? I can't tell what you're doing. (laughs) Yeah, like, so fucking focused. But it was, especially if they were wearing shoes, like, it wasn't really very perceptible at all. It wasn't like they were stomping their feet. So that's how they, they figured out this way to do this weird thing with their toe, and it would make this loud noise that would sound like it, like someone was knocking. 
What? I don't know if I even believe that. They did demonstrate it later. So Ugh. people did see it. Yeah. God, I hate that. I know. There are people to this day who believe that the confession was not Fake? truthful. I don't know. I'll get to that in a second. We knew when to wrap yes or no according to certain signs which Mrs. Underhill gave us during the seance. You can tell she's pissed at Leah because she's referring to her sister as her married Mrs. Underhill. Yeah. <laughs> you can tell they're real pissed. A great many people, when they hear the wrappings, imagine at once that the spirits are touching them. It is a very common delusion, which I think that's interesting. And I do believe that, that you can be influenced into thinking you were touched in some way when you weren't really. Well, you can be influenced into thinking anything. Think about cults. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> well, true. Yeah. But I mean, like, a physical sensation. I could, if you're, like, worked up enough and freaked out enough and someone, like, taps near you. I think at one point, I cut this part out, but she said she rapped on a chair and the lady in the chair was like, someone just touched my shoulder. Like, because they're just, you know, freaked so out. Heightened. Yeah. And, like, you've seen those videos of, like, where they have, like, a curtain and they have, like, a fake arm yeah. that you can see, but then they it hurts or whatever. Yeah. Or they get, like, they, yeah. Yeah. You know totally. what I'm talking about? Yeah, exactly. I do think there is, like, a... There is ways that you can deceive people by suggestion, for sure. Yeah. After my sister Katie and I expose it, I hope spiritualism will be given a death blow. <laughs> I am now very poor. I intend, however, to expose spiritualism because I think it is my sacred duty. If I cannot do it, who can? I who have been the beginning of it. I am waiting anxiously and fearlessly for the moment when I can show the world, by personal demonstration, that all spiritualism is a fraud and a deception. None but a child at an early age who would have ever attained the proficiency and wrought such widespread evil as i have so that was her written confession and later the same month she was on stage in front of thousands of people demonstrating how the joints in her toes could make the knocking sounds so there was like doctors there she did the thing she literally like put her foot up on the stage on a box did the thing doctors watched it went yep yeah, that's her joints oh my god it, I, I mean, again, if you really want to get into it, like, the doctors could have been Why? wrong. I don't know. Or she sold her soul to the devil, had to <laughs> had to lie and say that all of her shit was a joke so that she could go do the devil's work. It's possible. <laughs> Just kidding. Yeah. Her confession didn't bring her the relief she had hoped for, however. And it turns out people didn't want to pay her to reveal a spiritualist's tricks because that was less entertaining. She renounced her confession a year later. So she took it back. She said, just kidding. It's real. A year oh later. Oh my god. And she tried to hold seances again, but she died, still broke, in 1892. Still broke. <laughs> still broke, yeah. Because no one wanted to pay her to not do seances. And then when she started to do seances again, people obviously didn't really trust her anymore because she said it was fake and then was like just kidding so yeah she died broke 1892 just a few months after her sister katie leah died two years earlier in 1890 so at least they outlived leah <laughs> at least <laughs> oh my god that makes me kind of mad i don't know how i feel about that yeah i had a feeling you'd have mixed feelings about this episode for sure well yeah because it's like on one hand i'm like okay like, I believe you, but then I feel like something, I feel like she was put up to something to say that she was lying. Like, she must have gotten offered some sort of something from oh, she somebody. Was. She was. The, absolutely. She got paid, I believe, a, at least a thousand, if not like two thousand dollars for her confession, which at the time would have been like a lot of money. Oh my God. But then she probably had like major mental health issues that led her to like spend all of her money on alcohol. And yep. then, oh, yeah. fuck, man. 
Yeah, so she did definitely have a financial incentive to denounce spiritualism, like a thousand percent. And she'd also been brainwashed a lot by Alicia. Like, that really fucked with her, too. Well, yeah, no. Like, if somebody is literally sitting there saying, like, oh, this your experiences are actually wrong. They're not valid at all. Like, you're going to start believing it. And then, like, that's just so shitty. Yeah. You know? This confession from the earliest practitioners of spiritualism actually didn't hurt the cause much at all. And there are spiritualist churches all over the world today. So there are actually churches of spiritualism. Isn't and there one in Calgary? I think so, yeah. The spiritualist church. I'm pretty 100% positive. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I don't know. I didn't look into specifically like what nowadays they do, but you know, it's stemmed from that for sure. We should look. Yeah, I think it'd be interesting. And obviously there's a huge movement of people who are just in general spiritual. So it really didn't, even at the time, it really didn't actually affect that many. It's not like the entire, you know, she said in her confession, I just want everyone to be done with spiritualism and believe it's fake but like it, it a lot of people still fully believed in it yeah that's crazy that's wild in 1904 so like 14 years after they died a skeleton and trunk were found behind a false wall of the cellar in the original home where the wrapping started remember there was like supposedly a peddler that had been murdered Mm-hmm. a skeleton and trunk Yes. Or it could be somebody that was hiding behind the wall, not the entire time. <laughs> Foreshadowed. You're welcome. So, presumed to be the body and belongings of the peddler murdered so long ago, many spiritualists took this as further proof that the Fox sisters had been real mediums all along. Investigation revealed that it's possible that this was a hoax, but really we don't know for sure. So some people believe that someone like actually put the skeleton there, like planted it there, and then was like, oh my god, we found it. <laughs> oh god we'll never know that's the thing all of this we'll never really know i also don't like that (laughs) i like knowing everything that's the thing with cold cases like the newer a cold case is the more likely it will be to be solved but at a certain point you know even though we have forensic evidence now it's not like anything then they didn't have the ability then and a lot of that evidence is lost so yeah we just can't know until time travel is invented who knows <laughs> oh my god time travel so my final thoughts are that i think any person that does readings as a medium more for the spectacle of it rather than communicating the message directly to one person it's intended for has to be faking it or you know doing it up in some way because if they were really getting messages it wouldn't be entertaining enough right like can you imagine standing on a stage hearing a message intended for someone in the audience and just telling them no bells or whistles even if you were exactly right people want to experience some tangible proof whether that be knocking seeing a ghost or seeing objects move on their own see that's what i'm saying i don't know like there are some mediums that definitely do that that like just really messages and stuff but again like yeah, I don't know. I don't like the whole, like, let's sit in front of a huge group of people, say a generic thing, and then, oh my god, that's me. And then, like, five other people in the audience are probably thinking, that's me too. You know? Yeah. Know. It, it, that's why I don't advertise that. You know what I mean? Like, I don't say, hey, does anyone want to come to me for my mediumship? Like, I actually just don't. Like, it just comes out. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, I just do it through when i do tarot sessions i don't just be like hey everybody you want to book a medium like because you can't really necessarily control it as much like you can to an extent but like sometimes it just happens and then sometimes it also doesn't and it's not a magic trick you know 
that's the thing. I think at the time, especially seances and that kind of thing, there were certainly people who took it serious and really like a lot of people who really wanted to communicate with people. But especially if they were going to like a like a show, like someone was doing it on stage, it was essentially like a glorified magic act, you know? Yeah, no, I fucking don't like that. Like, that's actually one of my biggest pet peeves, probably. Yeah. I always say, like, if if I'm, like, getting kind of irritated with somebody asking me so many questions, I'm just like, hey, look, like, I'm actually not a magic trick, so this isn't an act, like, and <laughs> this is a lot of my energy and time, like, yeah. <laughs> to stop. <laughs> that's right. Even if it is real, it doesn't seem as impressive because it's just coming from your own mind, like, and that's too private and underwhelming to be interesting to the people who the message isn't intended for right yeah. like it's a message sitting there like what the hell yeah like if you tell a message to someone and it's like incredibly accurate and only the person who died would have known that that's crazy to that person a person beside them who doesn't know them it's not that interesting so i know because then you always think it's a hired actor anyway yeah that's exactly. what i'm saying that's why when i give like one-on-ones and then like people cry like i'm like this is so personal. Like, I wouldn't want to even share... Like, I would never sit there in a huge room of people and want to share, like, oh, like, this particular thing happened with your husband or blah, 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 blah. Or, like, your husband's, like, wanting you to know this or whatever. And then people literally always cry. Like, every time. I'm not even joking. Like, clockwork. Yeah. Why would I want to, like, but make somebody feel that way in a crowd? Exactly. It's you're not, not doing it for the spectacle and you're not doing it so that the people around them see how crazy it is. You no, know? exactly. I'm like, I'm like, hey, can we like step over here for a minute? Like, I, I'm not trying to tap in, but like I have like, there's a message coming through for you. Do you want to hear it kind of thing? Yeah. Like, do I have permission to tap in then at this point? And, and you then, don't ask people for money. Like, no, that's like, also a huge difference. That's what I'm saying. I do it like at my retail job. <laughs> Like, or I've done it like coming out of my therapist's office and I had a message. <laughs> I thought it was for my therapist, but it was the receptionist. And I like told her and it was oh, like yeah, completely yeah. accurate. And she was like, started crying. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, I'm not doing that part. Like that part is very personal. Yeah. And like, it comes out during my readings and stuff like that sometimes for sure. Like that's how I do tarot mm-hmm. is more so like a storyline of like what your spirit family is trying to say. But like, I don't even advertise it like that Yeah, because I'm like. It, they just will see that's why i have so many reoccurring clients you know what i mean yeah also if it's not like it's not like you can just on a whim get a message intended for someone no like i can open up like my third eye for that i can like if i want to i can sit and really focus and do that but sometimes it just does come out because they know like obviously yeah. the spirits know like i can be a conduit so they're probably like hey like look can you say this to this person for me but or sometimes whatever. it also doesn't happen like if if someone asked you directly for a message that doesn't mean you're for sure gonna get one so again no, exactly. that's not entertaining and that's not reliable enough for it to be entertaining i know because like sometimes like if i'm not feeling well like for right now for example or if i'm like i've had a really stressful day or what what have you like no i'm not in the headspace to want to open myself up to that because it's also very draining like yeah because like making a tether to the other side like that is like it is very tiring yeah and people just don't get it yeah i don't know the whole magician aspect's like fuck you <laughs> And I am fully including mediums like Teresa Caputo and Sylvia Brown in this. Sylvia Brown especially. Do you know either of those people? Yeah, I wasn't like major in like the Long Island medium. Yeah, that's Teresa Caputo. Teresa Caputo, yeah. Sylvia Brown was like a little bit more before our time. I think she had her heyday in like the 90s or 80s. Oh, okay. Yeah, like I've, I've heard of them. I don't really watch that kind of stuff. I watch that guy on Netflix i forget his name it's actually really good he's super cool but again it's one-on-one it's not like a huge audience Mm. of people where it's like oh my god well it is a big audience of people because it's a tv show well true true (laughs) i just mean like 
I don't know. That was very interesting to yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. I especially have a bone to pick with Sylvia Brown because she is known for giving advice to the families of missing children. And in 2003, Brown incorrectly told the parents of missing teen Sean Hornbeck that their son was dead and his body could be found somewhere near two jagged boulders, according to her premonition. Nearly four years later, Sean was found alive. Oh, really? Yeah. So she made his parents think that he had been killed. He wasn't dead. Oh, my God. She probably was, like, just trying to help them. But, like, that's also, like, not your job, though. No. You're not a psychologist. No. You don't say, like, oh, here, like, he's totally passed and, like, he's fine now or something. Like, he's resting in peace when you don't. I don't know. Like, it's, but that's the thing. Like, with mediumship, you have to be careful. And you also have to say, like, okay, mediumship's different. But, like, tarot and stuff like that, like, anything is up for interpretation interpretation yeah, no yeah. no like anything can change due to oh, your own sure, free will but like sure. mediumship on the other hand death can't really change then you know what i mean so like if you're gonna say that like you best be like for real knowing who you're talking to up there i mean it's one thing like i'm not condoning this either but it's one thing to have someone come to you and say you know my mom died she's for sure dead can you communicate with her? And even if the person is making it up, maybe it gives that person closure. Maybe like the net goal, the net end situation is that person feels comforted. That's one thing. Even though you're lying and deceiving, at least that person feels comforted. It's another thing to guess if someone's even dead or alive and be wrong about it. That's fucking insane. Yeah, like, I don't know. I'm like, I could see different perspectives. Like maybe you thought that like, I don't know, pieces of their soul fragments have moved on or something. I don't, but then again, I like, think you're you giving her know, too much credit. I know, that's what I'm saying. No, I'm not. I'm just saying, like, maybe she, I don't know. But again, if you're not, like, and also if you're not grounded, if you're not connecting, like, if you don't know who you're connecting with and you don't practice discernment skills, you're also being a fucking idiot, to be honest. But I don't think she was ever, per, like, trying to be a real medium to begin with. Honestly, I don't. So it's not really you're giving her too much benefit of the doubt yeah here, I wanna, no i know i want to like watch some stuff i've never yeah, even yeah. like i just never give that shit the time of day to be honest yeah except for that one guy on netflix i think i was sick at the time and i was like this is interesting <laughs> well also that wasn't the only time she was wrong about a similar situation <laughs> oh god okay do you remember when those three missing girls were found all at once being held captive by the same man in cleveland do you remember that? No. They did one of those news remixes of a neighbor that was interviewed. It was called Dead Giveaway. Oh, I've heard. Was that a... I'll play it for you later. Okay, yeah. I feel it was... like that sounds familiar, that part. The one one girl um, managed to get the door open a little bit, and she was yelling for help. And this is this neighbor that passed by, like, helped her get out. And, and they, like, remixed his, like, news interview to be one of those songs. Oh, God. Yeah. So one of those girls, Amanda Berry, her mother was told by, keep in mind, these girls were missing for, I think it was like 10 years. Oh, like it was oh a, a significant fuck. amount of time. It was around 10 years. I don't know exactly. But um, Amanda Berry's mother was told by Sylvia Brown that Amanda was dead. Her mother died two years later, believing that her daughter had been killed, but Amanda was found alive nine years later so like oh my god i hope that they didn't just like listen to her and then they stop looking though i don't That's know so i don't think they stopped listening well, but i think the mom was fairly convinced by sylvia brown that her daughter had been killed <laughs> and oh she had the god. whole time she was just being held captive that's so fucked yeah. man 
So I have no problem calling out and denouncing mediums that do it for show, especially when you insert yourself into missing children cases like that. Like, that's disgusting. Yeah, no, that is, uh, I hate people that do it just, just for the money. Like, obviously, like, if it's your livelihood, like, that's yeah. one thing. But, like, if you're doing it respectfully and you're doing it for the right reasons and you can actually do it, yeah. that's the thing. If you can't do it and you're just trying to make money based on, like, shock and awe factor. Like, you, cold like, reading and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Then, like, you're actually an asshole. And, like, you should probably fucking do something better with your time. Yeah. It's very... It also un- makes me mad because it's, like, then... People like that give people that try to do what I'm doing like a bad name sometimes. Exactly. Like, that's why people like treat me as a magic trick sometimes. And then I'd be like, I give them information and then they're like, oh, okay. Like I like information that I would only know if I could connect. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And I'm just yeah. like, and then I'm like, I don't want, I don't even have to do that. But sometimes I'm just like, okay, here, like, and then they're like, oh shit. I'm like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's very unfortunate that spiritualism had such an ambiguous and potentially faulty start. But I think it's always been susceptible, like we've been discussing, to people who capitalize on the interest in the spectacle of it all. Yeah. I'm sorry that this episode ended up not shining a positive light on your practice, Sabrina. You know, I do believe that there are people who can receive messages, but it would have been dishonest to spin the, the Fox sister story to make it seem like everything was totally fine and real the whole time. Yeah. There are definitely people out there today who believe that they were genuine and were forced into confessing somehow. Um, I can't say I know for sure what the truth is, and sadly, we will probably never know. Yeah, no. But after all that, I still believe there are genuine mediums out there. They're just the ones who are successful but private. The ones on your TV screen are most likely just in it for the money, or that's a big reason why they're doing it, right? Yeah, they can be. And that's my overview of the beginnings of spiritualism. I hope you found it as interesting as I do. (laughs) Now I have a spiritual question for Sabrina to answer. Do you have any advice on how to spot a fake medium? Like if someone is reaching out on social media or something, what are the red flags? Okay, well, first of all, if somebody's reaching out to you for you to get a reading from them, that's a red flag in itself. I don't know. Like, I just feel like that's always a huge thing, like on TikTok or like, I don't know if, because like, okay. And that's another thing on TikTok and shit like that. Like I followed a spiritual account before, like obviously multiple. Then all I see a lot of the time is like 12 of the same account with like a different variation in the name has followed me. There's so much fucking bullshit fake accounts out there yeah so you really got to be careful but uh yeah if somebody's reaching out to you to be like do you want to get a reading from me dm me for my pricing or blah 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 blah. like that's usually a lot of the time fake like i've never reached out to somebody yeah to be like hey do you want to get a reading from me i mean like i've like checked up on previous clients and stuff like that been like hey like how have you been since our last reading like actually just wondering like how things have gone like because i actually love when people follow up with me yeah yeah but I would never be like, hey, get a reading from me now, actually. Like, I usually, like, people approach me or, like, word of mouth of, like, previous clients, like, sending new clients to me. Like, it's never been, like, me having to reach out kind of thing. So, yeah, that. And then also, you can also tell if somebody's, like, kind of not, I don't know, like, fake. If people are just saying, like, the most generic shit. Okay, for example, sometimes, like, I'll say, like, a male presence is here, but I don't. Then I wean, like, I can, like, hone in on it, sorry. More so, like, after that, but I don't know. If somebody's just saying, oh, your grandma is here and says she loves you, 
but they don't have any like personal information about your grandma (laughs) yeah then it's like okay i don't know i've also had it where like a spirit has tried to come through for contact and then dipped because i feel like they were like either could have been religious felt like uncomfortable with the Mm. whole dynamic of it all like that's definitely happened in that seance specifically as well but I don't know for the most part if somebody's just saying like the most generic thing or if anyone tries to give you like says that oh I have lottery numbers for you I have this like I can change your entire life no nobody can change your life except for yourself you can get readings from me and I can help you like figure out maybe what path to take or like what would be the best options for you or like help you figure out like a route like a pathway to go Mm -hmm. but i'll never be like this is exactly what you have to do and if you do this you'll get a million dollars like (laughs) yeah like what the fuck i hate people like that oh my god it's so it's such a horseshit hoax when people are like yeah this is exactly how you're gonna do it and blah 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 in readings and stuff like that i definitely have weird information come in like the most obscure shit sometimes but i then you know that that's probably meant for them and then they're like the next day holy shit that happened or like this i know i know what you're trying to say now because i'm like i have no idea what's coming out of my mouth sometimes because it's literally like spirits trying to connect with me and i'm like zero clue why i'm saying this like oh yeah okay this one time this lady was like there was like something very specific about this dinnerware plate and it was like a pastel yellow i knew all the details of this exact plate and then i was like i have zero clue as to why this is super significant in this right now but i'm like it's just coming through i see the plate and then i saw her doing like like a specific ritual to connect with the person that gave her the plate and i told her exactly what to do of like what i was seeing and i said obviously like take this with a grain of salt if you want to do that whatever and then she like came back in the next day and was like i actually finally was able to connect with my grandmother and like blah 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 because like her grandma gave her the plate and i like described Mm. everything and i was like i have zero clue but i'm like this is how she wants to connect with you because there's like you can connect in so many different ways but like a lot of the time people who obviously like aren't me i hate the fucking term psychic or whatever but like mediums Mm. or what have you like if you don't know how to connect you're not going to be able to hear anything or like see or sense or using any of the voyances you know so yeah and people who are faking it also are going to be too afraid to give really specific details. They're going to say, I'm, there's someone with an M or like, you know, they'll just say the most vague thing that could apply to almost anyone. Yeah, I know. That's another thing. Like, for example, that one time I was in my therapy office and I was like finishing up with my therapist and I was like, okay, this sounds so fucking weird, but do you have anything associated with, uh, what was it? Like ladybugs and stuff like that. And like, I said this very specific thing. And then I started saying like the name of like a grandmother. And I was like, I feel like I'm choking because I feel like physical elements of how somebody has died a lot of the time too so i was like i'm feeling like like hard to breathe like there's some liquid in my lungs or something like and i started like choking up and i was like oh my god and then she's like no 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 and i was like instantly people are gonna think i'm a fake Mm. person like i feel so embarrassed and blah 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 and then i like stepped out to go pay or whatever and i got another message and it's like it's the receptionist Mm. and then oh my god do you know how fucking awkward it is also knowing information so then i was like i was like hey um nobody was in there obviously i was like i like have something weird to say i'm just gonna say it like please just oh this is embarrassing and then i fucking like told her everything and i said the exact name of her grandmother she died of lung cancer and like it was like she was drowning yeah yeah like it felt like she was drowning at the end it was so and then she literally started crying and she gave me a hug and she and i was like giving her like more messages and stuff from her like it just happens sometimes and like what did you gain from that really you know obviously it must be fulfilling when you're correct but like you didn't actually she didn't throw fistfuls of money at you no, for that. No, exactly. That's what and I'm you didn't saying. expect that. No, I didn't at all. But like what I'm trying to say is like as somebody who can connect the other side though, it is also a little bit nerve-wracking being on this end mm-hmm. because like 
because sometimes when my messages like I know like I'm very confident in that they are true messages for people but sometimes it's like if they're in the next room for example of like <laughs> yeah. literally what just happened it was like less yeah. than it was just so close yeah you know what I mean so then I was like that's the part that is hard to figure out sometimes that's why I was like I wasn't defending the medium or whatever no, but totally, like yeah but it is also shitty being on this end and then like let's say you're wrong or whatever but it was for somebody else that mm. was in close proximity you know so that's that's the part that's like hard to navigate as somebody that can connect to the other side it's like yeah anyways that was a very long answer but <laughs> but yeah no, that's good that means i i thought of a good question <laughs> yeah no um in the future again we haven't released any episodes at this point but in the future um we will definitely read uh listener questions if if you have any question to send in to sabrina do you or want you. them to be sent into the podcast instagram or do you i just don't know if you want to keep your dms like my dms are open okay. like i like i let yeah because then like okay. a bunch of clients come through and stuff so you just you better remember if you get a question to tell me to oh add. i will i'll send it to you immediately yeah okay <laughs> adhd <laughs> fuck um yeah so either the conjuring curiosities yeah or you can send it to modern witch alchemy whatever you would like or if you just have any general questions or whatever i'm my dms are pretty open like i do i'm very busy though so if i don't <laughs> respond don't be offended i have like a million unread messages whoops <laughs> Okay, so that brings us to the end of our fourth episode. Thank you so much if you've continued listening. And if you want to hear more about the weirdest aspects of the Victorian era, please subscribe and leave us a review. You can find us at Conjuring Curiosities on Instagram and TikTok. I will have the photos from this episode posted. If you have any suggestions for future topics you want to hear covered, or if you want some spiritual advice answered by Sabrina, send us a DM on the podcast accounts. Just reading the script at this point. <laughs> I know we just said this. My personal social media accounts are Clara's Vintage Closet on both Instagram and TikTok. And mine is Modern Witch Alchemy on Instagram and TikTok as well. Thanks again for listening. And stay curious. Conjuring Curiosities is researched and edited by Clara Herbert, with spiritual advice provided by myself, Sabrina, the modern day witch. All sources are linked in the show notes. Our disclaimer is written and narrated by John Kennedy, and our theme music is Pumpkin Hollow by Pecan Pie. <laughs>